0: Thank you for what you're doing in the lives of people here in this city. This was a dream, guys. This was a God dream, God-ordained vision that he gave to my wife and I now almost six years ago on a plane ride back from New York City. I think we have a couple here from New York that's back in Chicago. Some friends of ours out there. I was ready to go, ready to help some dear friends out there, and God said, no, (laughs) no. You need to stay in Chicago. I was like, no, God, (laughs) I want to go. I want to get out of this city, (laughs) being in Chicago all my life. But he said, no, you're here, and now as I get to watch, I'm just saying, you guys don't always get to see the miracles, per se, of what's happening. And so let me be the first to tell you, God is doing some incredible stuff here in this church, and he is worthy of our praise and our adoration. He's worthy of some praise. Come on, church, you're going to be a little bit more excited for what God has done. Let me just say this, Church. We're a church that gives praise to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this world will give praise and adoration to a lot of stuff that will fail you. But man, when I say Jesus' name, we're just like, yeah, Jesus. Why? Who's going to come visit you when you're sick? Who's going to give you resources when you're lacking? Who's going to help you in your family situation just completely broken? Not some man, not some woman here on earth. Jesus. So when I say the name of Jesus, it should get you a little excited and filled with joy. I don't know about you, maybe just me. I'm thankful that I have Jesus Christ living in me because, listen, because I know, I know desperately what it feels like to be disconnected from the Father. This isn't in my notes. This isn't in the sermon. This is sermon one. We'll get to sermon two. You got two for you today. Praise God. But I know. And many of you know what it feels like to be disconnected from the Father's heart. And it doesn't feel good. You feel lost. You feel empty. You feel forsaken. You feel like you're just wandering. But man, when Jesus came and he said, my son, I'm for you. I love you. Man, when I hear the name Jesus, I'm like, I'm in this I don't care where it's at. I don't care if it's in a church or on a street. I don't care where I'm at. But when the name of Jesus is lifted on high, I get a little bit excited. I get a, bit of a little joy in my heart. And I can clap my hands and I can thank Jesus because he's my redeemer. He's my helper. He's my healer. He's my savior. And he is my king. So you can give him a little shout of praise in this place, church. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Woo! We're going in today. It's 11.13. I've got a few minutes here. We're going to dive right in today. So such an honor to have you guys here this morning. We've been getting a a series last week on the book of Philippians. We believe in the Bible at this church. This is the the best thing that we can have with us next to his spirit. But the Bible is filled with with just beauty and and awe. Every time I read the Bible, even if I've read the scriptures hundreds of times, every time I read it, I'm going to tell you something. I get something brand new, something deep, something that I need for that day. So get in your word. Read this daily. Let this be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path every single day. And I promise you, you'll go places and spaces you never thought. So I just said, you know what, team, we're going we're gonna to go through a, a, a Bible book, for, per se. Not a topical series, but we're going to go through the Bible. And so we started in Philippians last week. Um, and this week, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Philippians 2, verse 12. I'm going to get there. It's going to be on the screen, too. Today's message is entitled, Shining as Stars. Shine bright. Shine bright. I'm going to read this this morning, but let me just give, for some of you, you're like, where's the book of Philippians? I don't even know. Just in the front of your Bible is a table of context. Just look for it. It's there. Get to that page. But the book of Philippians is written by a brother, Paul. Paul is an amazing man of God. His story is just crazy. He, just, he was against God. He was against God's people, and God just, bam. Hit him with the love of him and said, you're going to do my work. You're going to reach my church. You're going to build my church. You're going to reach my people. And so Paul just, man, what a legend of the faith. If I could be a little bit like Paul, it would be awesome. Um, And so he wrote a book to the church of Philippi. And this church, unlike most of the other books of the Bible that he wrote to, this one he had a little bit of a different tone can I just say that? He was filled with a little bit of grace and joy and excitement for the, for the church of Philippi. They were a big help to him in his ministry and traveling throughout the world. So Paul had some great things to say to them. It's a very encouraging book. We just went through a series called Breakthrough, and so I said, coming out of a series of Breakthrough and just the things that people have been walking through, we need to just be encouraged, amen? And I believe that this is what this book does for people like me. It encourages me. It speaks to me. It tells me to keep moving forward in my faith. So right before verse 12, Paul goes down this, this series of scripture, read it. I challenge you to go home this week and read it. Check it out. But he's basically telling the people of what's to come, what Jesus is going to do when he, he, when he moves and when he returns. How many of you know Jesus is coming back to get his church? Uh, Jesus, come, whenever, man. <laughs> whenever you're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> but you know, I say that, but I also have another side of that where I'm, I, there's a lot of people we need to reach. So Jesus, help us get to those people as fast as we can and share the good news with you before you come back. That'd be awesome, thank you. But you do whatever you do. You're God, and that's really against theology and all that stuff. But anyways. So Paul's saying, hey, listen, there's some cool things coming. So he gives us an instructions. Before that happens, Paul kicks off in verse 12 with a key word. He says, therefore, therefore, since everything that Jesus is going to do, verses prior, he says, therefore, my dear friends, that's us, Friends, dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Paul is not with them. He's writing a letter to them from prison, actually. <laughs> How many of you would write a tone like, hey, therefore, my dear friends, it's so good to hear from you while in prison. Never me. Never. I'm just being honest. Sorry. I would not have that much joy, but Paul knew who Jesus was. He says, Continue. To work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We're going to talk about that. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. Do everything without complaining or arguing. (laughs) So that you may become blameless and pure children of God. Without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine. Like stars in the universe. Did you catch that? Without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you somewhat shine, maybe just glisten. Shine, (laughs) point blank, shine. Shine like stars in the universe. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing, but even if I'm being poured out like a drink offering, on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you, with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Shine like stars. Jesus, this is your word. May it come out the way you've put it in my heart. Speak through me, Jesus. It's not about you, it's all, it's not about me, it's all about you, Jesus. So I trust in you, I believe in you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Shine like stars. Any of you ever been to a football game? Any of you ever, ever been to a football game? Hands, this is interactive, praise God. I had the privilege and the opportunity oftentimes being a football chaplain for a university that I was in the tunnel prior to a team running out to a football game. A lot of chaos happens in that tunnel. <laughs> Whether you've been there or not, a lot of crazy stuff happens. Guys are hitting themselves in the head on the wall and they're hitting each other with their helmets. It's awesome. <laughs> It's awesome. They're also giving themselves concussions before they even get to the field. It's incredible. But I I was at a football game one time, and I I wasn't in the tunnel. It was actually my high school, my high school football game. I was a soccer player, so I was standing in the bleachers watching some of my buddies play football. And then the cheerleaders brought out this banner, (laughs) this banner that they stretched across the entranceway of the tunnel. And I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I was just hoping for fireworks and just different things to blow off. But, no, they were just going to run straight through the banner. Anybody ever seen this before? Yeah, I'm like, man, this is awesome. So you can hear them getting excited in the tunnel. You can hear them getting themselves pumped up in the tunnel. You can hear the guys telling each other, it's our time to shine. It's our time. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. How many of you know if this is a true story? (laughs) They start running out. The banner is stretched, and the first two guys do not break through paper. But they get paper wrapped around them, and then three other guys get them wrapped around. Them. So they're flailing their arms. True story: the entire team's knocking into each other, falling over top of each other. The paper is just everywhere. And they're like, yeah, the crowd's like, yeah, and I'm like, you're this is the worst thing ever. It's paper. It's paper. You couldn't break through paper? But it was so funny to me as I sat there and watched. They were so ready. They were so juiced. They were so amped, like it's our time to shine. And they start flailing. The paper catches them. (laughs) The paper, thin paper, catches them. And they start moving their arms and knocking each other over and hitting each other and tripping each other over one another. It took them five minutes just to get to read together and just get together and be like, we gotta get refocused. Paper, just a little thing, caused them to stumble. They were ready to shine, they were ready to go, they were ready to fight. But this thin thing of paper caught them up. Man, do I believe this is oftentimes the church of Jesus Christ? I believe oftentimes this is me. (laughs) I'm so ready, God. I'm ready to shine, (laughs) use me, (laughs) yes, use me, and I start running and something small catches me up, hmm, something really small, tiny, it could be just whatever, maybe it was a conversation earlier that day, maybe it was a, a, a report that I got, maybe it was news of somebody else, whatever the case may be, I get caught up and I start flailing my arms and I start knocking people over and I stop shining, I stop shining. And I start just feeling like I'm here just dimly lit. (laughs) Paul's encouraging the people of Philippi, hey, church, you guys have done some amazing stuff. You've kept me going. You've done what what I needed to do. You've done it. But something caused Paul to tell him, hey, shine. 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 Shine like the stars. Shine. See, why would Paul write something to people that were doing good? You know why? What I think is they lost their shine. They lost their glow. They lost the joy, maybe. They lost the excitement of being God's church. They lost the anticipation. They were ready to go, and they may have ran out that tunnel ready to go, but something caught them up. Has anybody ever been there? So we can go talk afterwards, four of us, praise God, the rest of you all, are just whatever. Just do your thing then. Because that's not true. (laughs) Can I be honest? Every single one of us at some point in life has run this race and then gotten caught. And we start flailing our arms and we start knocking others down and we start disrespecting other people. And we start talking about other people. And we start losing the shine of Jesus' good news that worked in my heart. Because I let something little catch me up. I think more than ever, church, we got to get the shine. We got to get the glow. We got to stop letting little stuff catch us up and start walking in faith step by step. This world needs us. This city needs us. No longer are we going to get caught up. no longer are we going to feel like, man, I'm just just doing life. I get so, can I, I get discouraged at myself. <laughs> Is that possible? I think so. I do. You know, there's days I wake up and I'm just like, to my wife, I'm discouraged. She's like, what? You just woke up. I'm like, I'm already, <laughs> she's like, seriously. I was like, well, maybe because I haven't had coffee yet and that will help me get encouraged. But no, seriously, I just wake up because the night before I, we, we were dealing with something. We were working with Somebody. We were trying to help people, and I wake up in the morning, and I'm just like, man, I'm discouraged. I'm discouraged. And I take that discouragement, and I walk out of the door with it. Instead of like last week, what did I talk about? Getting before the Father and letting him work in us. And then I, I just I just see the discouragement over and over and over again in the life of a believer. Maybe some of you walked in here filled with discouragement, filled with what's I ooh can't step, really. I'm caught up. I'm caught up. And I think Jesus is here to tell us. I really do believe this. I really do. He's here to tell somebody. He wants to just get rid of all that. He wants to unravel you. He wants to make you walk in freedom here in this, this place today. Discouragement? It's not a part of being a follower of Jesus. Is there moments of it? yeah. I was telling you that I have it. I'm your pastor. Discouragement is real, but if we get caught up in the discouragement, if we get caught up in the pain, if we get caught up in the things that are going on in life, and we forget that Jesus has called us to shine because it says what? He is the one doing the work in us. Or you can wake up and be like, I'm not discouraged. <laughs> I'm Me? No way. And just walk out the door every morning, guess what? You're going to still be discouraged. But if you go before the Father because he's big enough to sit before him and say, God, (laughs) I'm real discouraged today. I'm really lost and confused today. I'm really just, I don't really know what's going on today. God, can you help me? How many of you know this? He's going to help you. He's going to come through for you. He's going to see you through today. It's time for us to start shining. Can we just come to the agreement, church, that it is our time as the church of Jesus Christ here in this city that has been so dark for so many years to start shining. Three of us. I'll take three of you. Anybody want to see the glory of Jesus Christ shine here in this city? The church, oftentimes, I've said it, we should be the pioneers of the city. Every single one of you, together, not just on Sundays, but Monday through Saturday, we should be the pioneers of this city. I am, I get, I get floored. When I hear guys that, that really just, and I love them. I do. I love these men. And I don't even know them, but I love these people. But I get, man, I'm like, how does this happen? Like these brilliant guys and girls, men and women that have these creative ideas that are doing awesome stuff. And then they get an interview and they're like, I don't even believe in Jesus. And I'm like, how are they doing this? We have the spirit of God in us. I have the spirit of God in me. Why am I not able to think of the most creative thing in the world? You know Why? Because if it doesn't happen right away, we get discouraged. Oh, if it didn't happen, Jesus, right away, I don't want to shine anymore. Just have somebody else shine. No, church, we are called to pioneer as the leaders in this city. We're called to shine bright here in the city. I believe the church should have the most creative ideas coming out of it. I believe the church should have the best business ideas coming out of it. I believe that if you're an office worker, you should be the best office worker ever. No. For real. Honestly. We should be leading the way. We should be shining bright. We should be the pioneers of God's kingdom here on earth in this city. I believe God has a specific calling on each and every one of you, inside of you, that he wants to bring out and use in mighty ways. It's in you. He wants to use us. See, 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says this. For we proclaim, it is not ourselves, but Jesus as Lord with ourselves as your servants. For Jesus' sake, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Let me read a different version. It says this. Remember, our message is not about ourselves. Maybe somebody needs to hear that. This faith journey, this walk of a follower of Jesus, it's not about you. It's always about the people next to you, around you, surrounding you. It's never about you. So if you're just like, man, I need to be fed. (laughs) Feed me, church. Guess what? Why don't you come here before you come here? Why don't you get fed by the Father before you walk into this church? And then maybe why don't you just bring some of that glory into this place with you so that we can lift Jesus' name a little higher. Amen? Some of you are like, I don't know Jesus. That's cool. You're still welcomed here, and you're going to get filled with Jesus. I promise you. It says, remember, our message is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus Christ. So when you have that creative idea, when you have that business idea, it's not about you to get glory. It's about Jesus Christ getting glory. The master, all we are is messengers. That's it. We're just messengers. Errand runners from Jesus for you. It started when God said, light up the darkness in our lives, filled up with the light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ. All bright beautiful we want to be on team Jesus that's so cliche but anybody want to be on team Jesus I do I want to be first pick first pick all time you know what honestly I'll take the last pick the last kid pick for dodgeball I'll be that guy on Jesus's team as long as I get on the team I want to be on the team with Jesus I want to work I want to be his errand boy that's what it says how many of you have ever worked in an office and you're the coffee guy me true story as an intern in college I literally did an internship for the first two months. All I was doing was the Starbucks boy for a company of, like, a thousand people. They're like, JP, go get this coffee. I was like, yes, sir, whatever you want. But in Jesus' kingdom, he's calling you to shine bright, even if it's just being the Aaron messenger. Shine bright by explaining and loving and showing the grace and good news of Jesus Christ to people. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's awesome that I get to be just even an Aaron messenger for Jesus. For you, God, I'll get that coffee for you. If that's all you've ever called me to do, and that's the purpose you've given me here on earth, to just be your errand messenger of the good news of Jesus Christ, I'll do it and I'll shine bright doing it. I'll be the best at it. It's time for us to be the best. Shining as stars starts with obedience. I so wanted to just like not type that this week. Shining bright starts with obedience. It continues to get brighter as we shine together. And it has always been the hope of heaven for us to be the bright lights that we were destined to be. The first point is this. Obedience is the opportunity to shine. Obedience. See, Paul writes, he says, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Let me just say this. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you are saved. You are in his kingdom. If you believe that Jesus is real, if you acknowledge him and you say, Jesus, come in, I need you to wash me clean, you are saved in Jesus' name. Well, Paul messes with some people's theology sometimes. What do you mean work it out? This is a journey called faith. This is a daily walk of faith. And what Paul's saying is continue to draw closer day by day to the Father in fear and trembling before the Father. What's awesome about this, though, to work out in the words your own, in the original language, I did some studying. <laughs> it's plural. It's plural. It's not singular. It's talking to the church. Church. Obedience. Every day. That's what it means to walk out this Walk of faith and salvation is obedience day after day, acknowledging in reverence of how great and good our God is. God, you're so good to me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll strive after obedience. Is it easy? Is living for Jesus always easy? No. So we're in the same boat together. But can it get easier day after day as you start to build and build and build and say, you know what, I want the reverence and awe of Jesus in my life. And as that reverence and awe of Jesus in my life happens, the more and more and more I'm able to be obedient. Obedience is an opportunity to shine. God's the one that's working in us. Thank God, I said it last week, he's the one working in us. So as he works in us, then why don't we just be in obedience? If he's the one that's going to save us, And my call is just to be obedient to it. If I know where my treasure is and it is in heaven, why would I not want obedience? Why would I not want heaven to be here on earth today? As in heaven, let it be here on earth. He says that. This isn't just for us to run as fast as we can and get to heaven. No, this is for us to be obedient so that heaven falls every single day here on earth and the glory of God falls here. Obedience is the opportunity to shine. Obedience to the word of God. Obedience to his calling. Obedience, better yet, to what God's called you to do. I said this earlier. He's called you to do something. Some of you have heard this this week because I've been so excited to share some insight, something that I've just discovered. Like God is so good, He reveals stuff to you time and time and time again. If you just want to get with them, but you know what? He's called you to do something. You know the word accountability. Accountability. Anybody ever heard that word before? We believe in accountability at this church. We believe better yet that people don't want to be held accountable until they need to be held accountable and then they come after accountability. No, we're just saying, hey, why don't we hold you accountable? And people are like, no, I don't want accountability. I don't want it. But then they need it and they're like, I really need accountability right now. (laughs) We're like, okay, where are you at? Like, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) truthfully, like, where are you? Okay, well, we love you. Come on, we want to help. But you know what's awesome about accountability? It's being accountable for the abilities that God's given you. See, accountability isn't, this is what I've done wrong. Anybody ever been to one of those groups, Bible studies, and we just walk in the room and you tell everybody what you did wrong that week, and then we pray over each other and then everyone goes away. And you're like, what just happened? (laughs) It's not wrong. The word says, confess your sins to one another. It says that. It's true. Okay? (laughs) But (laughs) how many of you know I walked into some of those like, I don't, I just, man, I don't know what I think I did. Yeah. Mm. And then just make something up. And then you're lying in the accountability group. That's what I'm accountable for today. But I think this, obedience is a lot more than doing what is right and wrong. It's a lot more than that. We don't have a big enough picture of God. Accountability, obedience, it's being accountable for what God has given you the ability to do. See, I really believe this. I'm going to stand before God one day. Man, by his mercy and his grace, he's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. He's going to say, JP, everything that I called you to do, you tried it the very best that you could. Every talent and ability that I placed inside you, you didn't want credit for it. You didn't want to be recognized for it. You just wanted to be obedient in it so you could build my kingdom. Well done. We're going to be accountable for the abilities that God's given you. I don't have any abilities. That's a lie from Satan. It's a complete lie. Someone needs to hear that today. It's a complete lie. Maybe you don't have this ability. Good. Great. We don't need that many preachers. What we need is people that go out in the streets, go out in the business world, go out in the education world, go out in the hospitals and whatever and start being Jesus every single day. Well, what's my abilities? What am I I called to do? Pastor, tell me. I can't. (laughs) Because I don't know you all that very well like that. But you know who does? Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. He knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly what he's placed inside of you. And he wants to give you exactly where you're called to go. But we don't want to, like last week, we don't want to what? Wait. Tell me now. Huh. Nothing. Okay, I'm just going just gonna to try to figure out my own. I'm going to go do my own thing. God, what am, I, what am I called to do? Maybe he doesn't answer right away. Maybe he wants you to keep coming back to him and keep getting closer to him. and Keep drawing nearer and nearer and nearer to him. And maybe just maybe in that time when you just waited upon God, he will speak to you. This is what I've called you to do. This is what I've called you to do. And what I've called you to do, I'm going to hold you accountable for what I've called you to do. So go and be a bright, bright light to this world. Go shine bright. See, oftentimes I think what happens is as people get tripped up, obedience stops, and sin starts to happen. You know why? You know why I truly believe sin happens? Can I be honest? Because we truly do not have a big God-sized dream that we're living for. Oh, yeah. You know, when I sin, it's because I forget what God's called me to do. I forget his love for me. I forget the big picture of how big and gracious and good my God is to me. We lose the idea, the big picture of how good God is, and we choose to go to the small things of the world. We think the world's big. God's so much bigger. See, the reason that people are getting tripped up and obedience isn't happening and obedience isn't the opportunity for you to shine is because you're not living and dreaming big enough in the kingdom of God. Maybe some of you just need to get before the Father and say, God, I need you to give me your dream. I need you to tell me who I am. I need your identity. I don't want it from some man, some woman, some this or that. I don't need any of that. I just want your identity from you. I want it because I need to shine. This world is dark. This city is dark, and the church of Jesus Christ needs to rise up. Needs it. Second thing is this. Brennan, come on up. Make me sound a little better than what I am right now. It's pastor's jokes. It's just a thing that we No, but I believe in worship. I love worship. We're so grateful for our team that leads us in worship. It's incredible to see what God has done. Second thing is this. Shining together. Is always better than shining alone. <laughs> Ever been in a field, like empty field, dark, pitch black, and you have a flashlight on your phone? And you hear coyotes, and you hear whatever animals they may be. Some of you all have watched Stranger Things. I don't watch it. Whatever, I'm judging you all. I'm not. I'm just kidding. But you're like, what is going on out here? This is it. This is how I'm ending. <laughs> this is it. And then one of your buddies comes with his other phone. And you're like, I feel a little bit better. <laughs> and then another person comes and shines a light, and you're like, I feel really much more better now. <laughs> Maybe that's English for you. <laughs> I have a master's in it, whatever. But how do you know that shining by yourself is, is good? It's good. We're called. I just said obedience will allow you to shine bright. But how do you know that after obedience happens and you're shining bright, then shining together, whoo, that's where the fun starts to happen. That's when you're able to really shine bright. You know, Paul Paul calls it out for us, right? He says, he basically is saying, unity, unity, church. Why, why does Paul tell people to shine bright and, and to work out the salvation and obedience? And then he says, hey, by the way, stop complaining. <laughs> stop grumbling. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. <laughs> awesome. You know why? There's a reason. <laughs> he, he, he calls us to obedience, right? Right? He, he, he pushes us to say, work out your salvation with fear and trembling before the Father. Do what God's called you to do. And as you do that, unify as the church. Well, when unity starts to happen, guess what Satan starts to do? He tries to bring division. He brings gossip. He brings slander. He brings complaining. He brings grumbling. He brings all these things in there. And Paul says to the church of Philippi, cut it. Stop it. Just in the way Paul can, I see him like smiling at his piece of paper he's writing. Stop complaining. Stop grumbling. And be the unified church of Jesus Christ. Be the church that Jesus died for. Be the church that no matter who walks into these doors, no matter who sits next to you in the seat, you're going to love them. You're going to pray for them. You're going to believe that the best is yet to come for them, that you are going to stand with them. You're not going to complain. Oh, the songs weren't good today. That preacher, man, he's crazy. Don't act like you never said it. Oh, man, that space that they have, like, you can't even see the screen sometimes. There's poles in the way. It's a valid point. (laughs) I I can't really, like, deny that one. Oh, they're not doing enough for me. I need more. Give me more. Oh, if they're not fulfilling the needs that I have, then I'm just, nope, done. Oh, you know what? If I don't see the, the help in the, 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 the times where I'm just low and they don't come, no. You have a heavenly Father in heaven that will fulfill your needs. I'm serious. We as a church have far too long been arguing and complaining and grumbling, and all Satan's doing is just rubbing his fists like, keep going. Just keep doing it. And Jesus is like, no, cut it. This isn't what I died for. I died for you to live together in unity, in harmony with one another. You may not all get along in terms of like being BFFs forever. But you're going to love the person next to you. You're going to care deeply for the needs of those next to you. You're going to pray and intercede and believe for that person next to you that the best is truly yet to come in their lives. Because we need to be like this. Paul says, cut the complaining. (laughs) Cut the, the, I'm a complainer. Catch that. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Good. I'm a complainer. Yeah, I am. My wife will tell you. (laughs) She would. She'd be like, yeah, he is. This spoke to me this week. It actually broke me. If I'm being honest, can I be honest? I know I'm going a little long. We're almost done. hope this is encouraging you. I was broken because I was like, God, I want to shine bright. <laughs> I want to walk in obedience. But that grumbling, complaining stuff, I want to complain. <laughs> that's what I want to do. And God was like, no, my son, that's not what, that's not what I have for you. It's not what I, I sent my son to die for, for you. I didn't die for the church so that the church could be divided. I died for the church so that the church could be unified in one heart, in one mind, and one mission to go and reach and seek and save the lost for Jesus Christ. So stop complaining, JP. Stop, stop feeling like you're just by yourself, JP. No, it says go to the Father and he will give you what you need. Go to the fountain of the Father. See, I, I, I complain and so when I walk to the fountain of Jesus, I walk with him with just a little cup. I'm complaining, fill up my cup, thanks, cool. But if I walked to the fountain and I wasn't complaining and I wasn't grumbling and I wasn't upset and I just said, you know what, that is just a lie from Satan, I'm going to walk in with a pool. Fill this up, Jesus, so that I can go be used. And you know what? Jesus, just continue to draw people to your phone. Continue to draw people to your name, Jesus. Continue to unify this church, Jesus. Continue to give us one heart, one heartbeat for this city, Jesus, because there are people here dying. There are people here losing their lives day in day. I'm not talking about the violence. That is it. We talk about it all the time, but I'm talking spiritual death day in and day out. I'm tired of seeing funerals happen where I know that that person didn't know the good news of Jesus Christ. Tired, but grumbling and complaining—it's keeping us like this. Obedience, personal obedience, but then unity as a church—it's what we're called to do. So that it says, so you can be free of accusation. How many of you know people are getting accused of all sorts of things today? But best thing is—they're not best thing. The worst thing is, is that the church is being accused of a lot of stuff. Look at how they act. I don't want to be a part of religion. Religion, JP, why would I want to be a part of that? You all fight each other all the time. Anybody ever heard that? Me. Sat across the table from people here in this city. They don't come to church. They don't go to a church. You know why? Because the church has given them a message that I wouldn't want to be a part of. (laughs) And I have to sit there and I just say, hey, listen, I believe that God will speak to you. That's not the church that he died for. He didn't die so that we could fight against each other and bicker against each other and get on social media and just be a keyboard killer with your thumbs. Oh, well, this is wrong. Really? Really. Okay. How about you sit in their shoes for five seconds? I'm preaching. I'm sorry. This is just the truth. Are there things that happen in the church that are wrong? Yes. Are there things out of line? Yes. But for the most part, we're people, and we're trying our best here. So why don't we try our best together in unity, lifting, praying, supporting your leaders, Supporting the people that are uh, that are your authority over you, whether you come to this church or not. Why don't you just pray for them a little bit more? Why don't you pray for your brother and sister that you know just a little bit more? Why don't we just stop allowing Satan to bring in division and allow Jesus to shut that door for a second? Shine bright, shine bright. The last thing is this: shine like the stars. It's <laughs> what we're called to do. anybody ever stared at a at a star before? I have. We used to live in Bourbonnais, Illinois. Nothing like Chicago, country. To me, it was country. Some of you are like ah. Some of you down there are like I don't know. No, it was country. Like literally cornfields everywhere. You know what was awesome about that place though? There was times when I came to know Christ as a senior, I would go and just walk on these back streets, and then I'd find my way in this woods, and I'd find my way. And then it's becoming dark, and I'm like, oh man, this is not good. <laughs> I need everybody else to come and shine their lights. But I would find myself sitting there and I would look up and it would just be a clear sky, right? And you see these amazing thing called stars. Bright. Just amazing. Shining and bright. Like, just like, wow. Just standing in awe of God's beauty. His creation, I, I think sometimes, just just try that. Just stand in awe of God's creation and beauty. Maybe it's, it's sitting right across from you on the subway. <laughs> it's called a person too sometimes. But I, I, I sat there and I, I watched it and I just was like, man, this is... This is amazing. Paul, Paul tells us. He uses the shine like stars, I think, for a reason. Now, I didn't know this. I was sitting with my, my brilliant cousin Alex. He's a lot smarter than me, believe it or not. And uh, I was talking with him this week, and I was like, hey, man, can you do some, some sermon prep for me, help? I was like, how far is a star from earth? <laughs> One of the key questions, so I Googled it. How far is a star from earth? <laughs> it's awesome. And this grandiose explanation came back. And I was like, I don't understand this. Alex, can you read this? But if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's 32.4 light years away from the earth. And one of those light years is like trillions upon trillions of miles away, they say. And so there's 34 light years, but one light year is trillions of miles away. Long story short, <laughs> science class over. Very far. Like, very far. But a star shines so bright, so far away. So far away. And what's fascinating about that is, is, is that, that the, the bigger the star, the bigger the shine. I think that we have a church filled with people that are big and strong and courageous. Courageous. I have no doubt in my mind that I have I have people sitting in this room that that want to be used by God that want to that want to have God's blessing to go and to change the world and step into obedience but you just need to hear something You're big enough He's created you just right to shine bright to shine big to go step out but you know what happens You know what happens far too often We lose the art of humility Humility is what keeps us from shining bright. We start to think, this is me, I'm good. Oh, look at me, I'm good. And Paul says, nuh-uh, this isn't about you, church. Shine bright like the stars, but remember, this is about Jesus Christ. This is about his glory. This is about his honor. You're called to go shine bright, so go do it, but remember the source. Remember the one. Maybe just walk in humility. Even though you're a big star, maybe you're not too big to open up the door for somebody. Maybe you're not too big to say thank you to the person that just handed you your coffee, but you're in a rush because you got to get to work because you overslept. Maybe just say thank you. Maybe just reach a hand down to the person on the street and say, hey, how can I pray for you? What, what, what do, you need? do you need? Do you need some food? Do you need a, do you need, what do you need, a blanket, a coat, whatever? May call you to just get rid of your coat right there and then. You want to be big? This is big stuff. Humility. <laughs> it's reverse. From what the world will tell you. But what's awesome, and I'm going to close with this. The bigger the star, the biggest, bigger the shine. People always say to me, JP, what do, what do you want to leave behind? What would you like people to say about you when you pass? What, what's that thing that you want on the, the tombstone, per se, right? Morbid. What are you talking about, JP? No, but honestly, it's a question that I think we need to ask ourselves sometimes. What do I want to be remembered for? Do I re- want to be remembered that I was a complainer or a grumbler? Didn't work? Didn't do the things that I was called to do. No, you know what I want to be called and I want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered as a bright light. That's all. Just put that on me. Just a bright light. But what's awesome about being a bright light and the stars in the sky is that the stars die. They die. But you know what happens? The bigger the star, the bigger the humility, even though they may be dead, they still shine for many, 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 many years to come. It's science. They may have died, but their brightness, their glow, their shine continues to shine, shine, and shine. I don't care when I'm done here on this earth. I want the light of Jesus Christ because of the walk that I had, because of the walks you had, that people will continue to see the light of Jesus Christ shining through you. I don't want you just to be another person that's like, well, great life, cool, done. No, I want your lives to live a legacy, to leave a legacy of Jesus Christ that, you know what, I walk day in and day out in obedience. We shine together as the church. We built the church of Jesus Christ together. We stepped up and stepped out no matter what our friends said, no matter what our parents said, no matter what people said, we shine bright together. And when I'm done and when my life is over from here, the light of Jesus because of what we did here on earth is going to continue to shine. I'm just a platform for somebody else. I'm just a platform for somebody else to stand on. You want to shine bright? Be filled with Jesus Christ. Walk in obedience. Can I pray for us this morning?